Hi, I'm Josh. And I'm Ethan. And this is The Young Perspective. So today's discussion will be about the conflict with Iran. We're going to hit over the main few points uh, over the past few weeks, the events, and then we're going to discuss what we talked about. So on December 27th, uh, 2019, Iranian-backed and funded Kateb Hezbollah kills an U- a U.S. contractor and injured U.S. and Iraqi troops in a rocket attack in northern Iraq. On December 31st, protesters from Iranian-backed militias attacked US- the U.S. embassy in Baghdad, which is within the Green Zone. The protesters stormed the heavily guarded Green Zone and occupied the reception area of the U.S. embassy. They broke windows, destroyed security cameras, and set fire to the reception area. Other outbuildings were set fire by militiamen who were able to slip into the embassy compound. The U.S. forces fired tear gas at the violent protesters with the hope they could disperse and leave, but they kept protesting until their leader said they could leave. Uh, so that was December 31st, 2019. On, on January 3rd, 2020, the leader of the Iranian Quds Force, General Qasem Soleimani, was killed by a U.S. airstrike while leaving the Baghdad airport. The Iranian Quds Group is the unit of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard, which President Trump and other key American leaders identify as a terrorist group. U.S. leaders state that Soleimani had orchestrated recent attacks on American and Iraqi troops at military bases, including the attack on northern Iraqi military bases, which killed a U.S. contractor and injured U.S. and Iraqi troops. Soleimani and five others were were killed in the attack, and And President Trump says he ordered the killing to prevent a major attack. On January 5th, 2020, the Iraqi parliament succeeded in a non-binding vote to expel all 5,200 U.S. forces from the country. President Trump has not chosen to oblige, and Trump promises to impose sanctions if Iraq forcefully tries to expel U.S. forces from the region. That was an interesting day, but on January 8th, it was a little bit crazy. Iran launched multiple ballistic missiles at two Iraqi uh, bases housing U.S. forces, and it claims that it did it to uh, avenge the killing f- of General Soleimani, and there were no cal- casualties and minimal damage at the bases. The same night as the attack, Iran shot down a Ukrainian airliner, which had just lifted off from Tehran's main airport. 176 people were killed, including 63 Canadians and some British uh, citizens, among others. Iran claims it was a mechanical failure, but most Western countries believe Iran shot down the plane. And lastly, on January 10th, 2020, today, the U.S. imposes further economic sanctions on Iran to apply more pressure to, become, to come back to the negotiating table about an devised nuclear deal. So those um, are the gists of the main events that have happened over the past few weeks, uh, leading with the, uh, causing the conflict with Iran and America. And so now we're going to discuss the, 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 big, the big part. So the, the most um, obvious of this conflict was the killing of Soleimani. So um, the Iranian Quds Group is a unit of Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guards Court, which President Trump and other key American leaders identify as a terrorist group, and Soleimani is the leader of it. So basically, Soleimani is this uh, leader of this elite force. They say it's somewhere in between like a CIA and FBI and uh, a special forces unit. So it's a lot of intelligence uh, intelligence as well as a lot of um, special forces operations such as uh, killing and special attacks on other countries. And because it's designated as a terrorist group, 
uh, we can assume, not knowing what all the um, the operations they've done are, we can assume that they're doing some pretty bad stuff. They're killing people. They're um, going into other countries such as Iraq. We, uh, they're they're a big player in the Middle East, like Iran is, and they're um, they're portraying Iran's pa- power throughout the Middle East. And so uh, Soleimani, um, according to Trump, has uh, viciously killed thousands of U.S. troops as leader of the Quds Force. And uh, as a leader of the Quds Force, um, Soleimani has become one of the most influential and powerful man men in the Middle East, second only in Iran to Ayatollah Khamenei, the, the supreme leader of Iran. So it's a pretty big deal that we killed the guy, uh, that Trump authorized this, this killing. And, you know, it sets Iran back very far. Soleimani wasn't only the head of the Quds Force, but he was an intellectual guy, an unbelievable general. Um, it, it, a lot of these articles on CNN or uh, the Associated Press talk about how amazing a general he was. So it's a huge loss for Iran to lose such an amazing general, and uh, it's going to take a long time, or it's going to take till another uh, general lo- arises to replace him. And while he might not be um, very uh, well-known among many, like, um, normal people um, throughout the Western world in the Middle East and in Iran. Uh, pretty much the entire population knows his name. And after his killing, thousands of people came to his funerals and marches and um, and actually uh, at one of the, um, where his bodies was paraded through the streets, there was actually, uh, they were trampling because there were so many people and a few of them died of the citizens. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Soleimani wasn't the only target. It's interesting. Another guy uh, called, named Reza Shalai was also targeted that night. Uh, he was in Yemen, but the airstrike did, was not successful and he did not die. So it shows U.S. was attacking many of Iran's influential figures. Reza Shalai uh, was very important in the Quds Force, very important in the Iranian military, just like Soleimani. So uh, it was. It would have been beneficial to the U.S. Uh, if he had died as well. And with um, Soleimani's killing, five other um, individuals were also killed. So this was a, um, a heavy blow to Iran, and it wasn't. Uh, it wouldn't just be seen as, uh, as something that would just go by. There was going to be retaliation, so Iran decided um, and threatened the U.S., that they would, uh, they would act. They would, there would be revenge. I was recently listening to a a news talk show, and on it, they were interviewing an Iranian politician who claimed that the killing uh, to kill Trump would not be enough to avenge Soleimani because they said that Trump was uh, was nowhere nowhere near as much of an intellect as Soleimani that the two were not equivalent, and he claimed that um, the only way to really avenge the general uh, and make peace was to remove all American uh, military influence from the Middle East in the area. And so they have some pretty heavy um, uh, requests, and as as should be, because it was a heavy blow to them. And um, I'm sure they see this as a, as a big act uh, a big act against them. It's really escalated the conflict. So now a lot of people are talking about a possible war with Iran. And what we really have to think, step back for a minute and think about what a war with Iran would be like and what a goal, what the goal of this war was and the goal of this uh, of these killings were. Iran is currently a very influential player in the Middle East, maybe the most powerful country, and they're developing nuclear weapons. And if they do that, the whole Western world is uh, is in danger, especially America's uh, America's allies in the Middle East, 
including Israel and the United Arab Emirates, and the United States if uh, they are able to build intercontinental ballistic missiles. So the goal of this was to set them back, set, uh, set their nuclear programs back, and maybe bring them to the negotiating table so they can negotiate about the future of their nuclear program. Because uh, the, the, the nuclear deal which the United States had signed with uh, Iran, Trump got out of last year. And um, because of this conflict, Iran also removed itself from. But even with the deal, while the deal did help, it wasn't perfect. And Iran still, um, uh, there is evidence that Iran still was creating. Um, oh, um, even with the, 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 the deal that they... That the, previously that, had that previously um, before had. America left, they were creating missiles, and so it was not perfect um, of a plan. And so, um, if this war were to occur, I guess uh, it would for Iran. It would be um, to the goal for them would be to remove American um, influence in the Middle East. They, their biggest, um, they don't like the West, and their um, and have the, these Western countries such as America in their home, it's, in it's their seen, territory, is seen as like an. Um, as a uh, as a violation, right, as right? violation of their trust, and so they they really don't like that, and so that would be part of their war. And uh, in America, while while they would fight it, it was to take control of the area, to to, to show American power, and also um, because America's been in, been enemies with Iran since 1979 with the Iranian Revolution. Um, their their interests are opposite to us. They they stand in the streets. They say. Death to America, death to Britain, and death to Israel, right? So they hate the West, so it would be in the interest of America to make this country weaker, so they, uh, so their influence and negative, or negative portrayals of the United States were lessened. But, uh, but my, no one, per, my personal opinion is the war is not going to happen. Right, and I also believe that. No one wants um, a war. It's uh, bad for economies, it, and it's uh, bad because no one wants their... Their citizens to die. Nobody so, wants their uh, their soldiers to die either. Exactly, and so I, um, as a uh, as a young person, I believe that um, I have uh, I have my hope that Trump and the Supreme Leader of Iran will um, get over their differences and try and um, come together to. Um, try and find some way to to negotiate, uh, to negotiate. And through diplomatic solutions. I don't believe that the U.S. Um, should take all their troops out of the Middle East. That seems unreasonable. However, there has to be some retaliation because it was a big blow to them to lose their uh, their leader. But you have to realize this though is that this leader has killed thousands of Americans and. He was planning. Trump did it. He claimed it would stop more wars, wars, or you know, stop more killing some Americans. And I think that's true. However, it did um, it did uh, create more tension in an already tense area. Yes, um, but Trump was very lucky. Uh, right, directly after the killing of Soleimani for a couple of days, all the focus was on why Trump did it. Was it good? Was it bad? Is there going to be a war? But then, uh, was it? It was. On January 8th, a Wednesday, January 8th, Iran shot down a Ukrainian plane headed for Kiev, right? So this took all the focus off the United States, all the focus on Trump and put it on Iran. Iran has violated human rights. They've shot down a civilian, a civilian plane, which, uh, which is a war crime or, or a crime so, against humanity, not a war crime. So it's taking the focus off how bad uh, Trump's decision and it's putting on Putting it on Iran. Iran claims to uh to for the plane to have gone through some malfunctions. They do not claim that they shut it down. That they shut it down, obviously, because it was an accident. And they will release um, more statements on this Saturday about it. However, uh, the Prime Minister of Canada, uh, Justin Trudeau, um, uh, 
released uh, uh, a statement saying that he has uh, uh, the Canadian uh, forces. They have uh, information showing um, that and evidence showing that uh, it was a, um, a missile shot at the plane. And if you go to the New York Times, you can find a video of the explosion of the uh, missile hitting the plane. And it's quite obvious that this did happen. And uh, this it was probably an accident, but it did, does help Trump's case. And this was very tragic for uh, the Canadians involved because 63 Canadians were on board the plane. of, And all 176 uh, members of the plane, um, all they all died. So that is a really tragic crash, but it, it's uh, great for Trump. It's, it's not great for Iran, but it shows that Iran needs to be more careful. It was a Russian-made missile, so it puts some pressure on Russia as well. Um, so it's just an interesting conflict that's going on here in Iran and the Middle East, and it's it's a bit. It's between America and Iran, and we're just gonna have to wait and see how it plays out. Thank you for listening, and this was the Young Perspective.